Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. I know that all of us have testimonies this morning, one way or the other. God has been good to each and every one of us. Yes, I have a testimony. I thank God for redeeming me from being an Apache. <laughs> God has been good to me. I didn't even think that I'll be able to use my foot, but by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I am here and I'm wearing two shoes. It may not be heels like I've been wearing, but two shoes, two shoes. And we'll wear the heels again in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, put you glorify God. Help me thank God. All right, we have four of our brothers and sisters here to share their testimonies with us. Like I was saying, everybody has a testimony, but we just want to share four with us this morning. I will want to read the first one. So this testimony is from David Atos. David Atos. Okay. Hi, my name is David Atos, formerly of the film stars under Pastor Danny and Pastor David when I was a KNUSD student. My testimony is about God's goodness and grace towards me through my academic journey. I completed KNUSD in 2018 and went on to do my national service. During the service, I always listened to Bishop Dahl's podcast. And in one of the messages, he said, Some of you have never taken a plane, but a time is coming. You will take planes and be tired of it. You see, you missed a good point to also receive it. Me, myself, I receive it in Jesus' name. I quickly said, I receive it because I had never taken a plane in my life. How many of you are here? You've never boarded a plane. It's like, oh, no, feel free. See, a time is coming. You will board planes and you will even be tired. You say, oh, they are worrying me. They are worrying me. I'm tired of traveling. <laughs> Kata, Kata, you see, far plane. Kata, AWA, and your plane, why? AWA, and your plane. Passion, you graduate, the least said about it, the better. Because I had never taken a plane in my life, and by the grace of God, it has happened in my life such that I can't even recall the number of times I have taken a plane. Fast forward. After my service, I got the chance to do my master's in Europe, but it came with a lot of challenges. I did my master's in four European countries. I'll be there. And at a point, 
there were lecturers who were racist towards me and would fail me without reason, even though I was making distinctions in other courses. The issue would go to the administration council and there'll be debates upon debates, but God saw me through it all. And now by his grace, I have graduated with a master's with my project winning award. Put your hands together. Now this is the name of the award. The most excellent entrepreneurial potential from the European Union. Put your... Instrumentalist, I know you're excited, but please, we want to hear the testimony also. You are, thank you for thanking God with your sound. <laughs> From the European Union, specifically under the European Institute of Technology. This is not Ghana Institute of Technology. Even that one, quite, you appreciate it, but this is European Institute of Technology, and I don't know why you are not putting your hands together and glorifying God. Now he says, God's goodness did not stop there. But he has enabled me to enroll to do my PhD, which I have started this November despite the numerous challenges. God is not stopping with where he has brought you. Despite your numerous challenges, he will take you further in Jesus' name. I want to say a big thank you to God and a big thank you to Sister Joy. I remember going to her and telling her all my plans and she prayed with me and told me not to worry. I sent her a voice note a day before my visa interview and she sent me a prayer. One thing I remember her saying was that I should go and God would take care of everything. And true to what Sister Joy said, the interview was chatting and laughter between myself and the consular and I was granted my visa. How many of you have gone for visa interviews? Oh, no, feel free. We are in the church. Don't tell lies. Okay, B, you've gone for visa and they bounced you all. Was it a chat and a laughing matter? Receive a chat and a laughing matter when you visit the concert. I just want to encourage the church that wherever we find ourselves, we shouldn't forget where we came from. There were times my Christianity was challenged. My beliefs were challenged. There were times I was giving information about how God is just a myth. But I held on to my faith and never doubted who God is and kept following the church even online, especially when I was in countries where there was no church in the area. Let's keep believing in God and in the servants he has given us. Put your hands together for such a powerful testimony from David Atos. It's precious here, please. All right, church, put your hands together and let's welcome Precious to bring us her testimony. I'm sorry, put your hands together and let's welcome Mrs. Conrook to bring us her testimony. Please introduce yourself to us. Hello. Please, I'm by name, Mrs. Korook. Please, what's your testimony about? Okay, my testimony is very lengthy, actually. God has been very good to me. 
and I want to really appreciate him. Put your that. hands together. Let's help our sister glorify God for his goodness. Okay, so last year was very tough for me and my family. It was so tough that um, my, we even lost my father-in-law. My dad spent months at Kolebu. And um, it was so bad that we didn't enter this year with hope. But this is the year that God has surprised us most. Yeah, yeah. It's a good place to put your hands together. I know you are, you are keenly listening to the testimony, but I also appreciate God. Whilst you are. Yeah, so um, I'll start with my education. I actually did a master's for seven good years without graduating. I know that was not part of it. say, seven good years master's. So I knew I was graduating last year. As I said, last year was tough, and it was one of them. But a lot happened to the extent that when I finally submitted everything, something that I've been sending to my supervisor, and everything was okay. Suddenly, it's like everything has been rubbished. And it, it was really tough. I remember I was always crying on Lady Reverend Humi, and I tested mommy. I didn't know. I actually wanted to just drop the masters. After the seven years. After the seven And it was a lot of money too. It was a lot of money. But with the encouragement and the prayers from our mother, Sister Joy, and Lady Abraham how I, I think I used to waste, I, I, I used to waste to redo the entire thesis and submit. And it was... Kindly be reminded that she had been at it for seven years. Yes. And what she used seven years to prepare was rubbished. Yes. Now, in two weeks, she managed to put something that was better than what she had put together for seven years. God is giving you divine speed in the name of Jesus. Amen. What you could not accomplish in 10 years, you are accomplishing in a month in Jesus' name. Amen. So, that was how, um, even when it got to the graduation, my supervisor didn't even know whether my name was part of the list or not. It was, yes, it was, my supervisor really gave me a tough time. And her husband is supervising someone in the church and he's experiencing something similar. So I'm sure that the grace that I tapped into from our mother, he should also get closer and tap into such a grace. All right, so I graduated by God's grace. Actually, I didn't even know I was graduating because I had chased and chased and chased and I got fed up. So I was just in my home. And then finally, the department called me. I was on them. And the department couldn't even tell whether I was on the list or not. But the day of the graduation, they, now, they called me. So I couldn't even send my picture, nothing. I was glad at least I graduated. So knowing all this, seven years of struggle, I had no mind of even going back to school soon at all. And having challenges with... I mean, the, uh, our parents almost draining every resource and all that with their, their health was a big issue. It was not, this year was not a year to think about school. My, my husband too is also in school. So you should know that it's not simple. But it happened that I had to do a course in order to sustain my job or lose it. 
And I got the information in November. By then, admissions were already in. And I didn't know what to do. So I, I had some friends on campus who are very influential. I went to them. They were like, it's late. Admissions are already in. I, they, they called people, but it looks like nothing was working. So I, I think I told Lady Reverend, we prayed about it, and we just left it, that whatever it is. And I had made up my mind that since I could not get the course, I should just start searching for a job because it's like I'm losing what I have. But we prayed and we left it to God. Just in December last year, they reopened their portal for admission. I think it was for a week or two. Just suddenly. And I took advantage of it and bought the form. So within a short time, I had to do an interview and everything. I didn't even know how I was going to pay. I got the admission. That was the first part of the testimony. How the portal got open, and even in the those who bought the forms earlier, there was no weekend option. And the course I was trying to get, if you are, if I get admission, it meant I had to either take a year leave or do something that will not sustain will not sustain me financially because I couldn't combine the course with my work. Amazingly, when they opened the portal in December, there was a weekend option. Put your hands together and let's glorify the God that makes the impossible possible. The God of all impossibilities. God is changing you. So he's making a way where there seems to be no way for you. Amen. So I applied. I didn't have to stop my job. I didn't have to. And I got into the course. I started. It was not easy. Which being a family person and having a career that is quite challenging, it was not easy. And when we wrote the exams, I remember I was always on Lady Reverend. I'll come and cry on her. That Lady Reverend, there was leakage. There was a lot. I've never experienced that kind of leakages in my life before. Where people really see questions. I, I've never. It was scary. Whilst we are solving questions, people have solved it, answers. Yes. So, although I really studied, I was disturbed. Because somebody is learning answers and you are learning the entire lecture notes, definitely you expect that. You are not the same. You are not, you the, are same. not the same. Thank you, my sister. You are not the same. So, we wrote the exams. When I told Lady Reverend, she said, first of all, just pray. You know the God we serve. So, let's pray and God will make a difference. I said, okay. We prayed. When the results came, I was amazed at what I had. It was it was good. I think it was very good. Yeah. It was very good. Put your hands together. Then but I needed 0.17, 0. Point something to get the the average that I desired. Because I wanted I needed it to do something. Yeah. And when I told Lady Reverend, Lady Reverend was like, this one, the grace is with mommy. Go, go to mommy. She has been praying for the students for booster averages. So go to mommy. And I was like, Lady Reverend, you know I go for lectures at seven. The service begins at seven. How, she says how I'll do it. She doesn't know, but I should make sure that I get it from him. So I managed because I really needed a grace. I, I did my best work, tap into that grace. And by God's grace, 
Yes, I'm done with the thought courses. I even had beyond what I wanted. Put what your hands together and glorify God who is able to do more, 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 more. And the course I actually did is not a course I did first degree or nothing. This is a pure science course that I did for the masters. And I did not do anything like that. But by God's grace, I came out as one of the outstanding students in class. Yes. When, um, I think somewhere in the, during the course, that's why I said the testimony is lengthy. Yeah. I remember one of the days, I needed some days to write exams. So, I didn't tell anybody at the office I was doing the course. Then, I needed some days to write exams. What can I do? I had to now tell my boss that I needed some days off to write exams. And she was like, ah, so you're in school? I said, yes. This was the, the requirement. A, a lot happened. There were dismissals at the office. There were reshuffling. And she became my new manager. So I told her, she was like, ah, so how are you paying? I know this course is very expensive. And when I say expensive, it is really expensive. It is really, really expensive. Look, if you look at first degree, most of the courses, you can multiply by 20 or whatever. You will not even get there. Yeah, it's a lot of money. We will not, we will not attempt, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I told her, I just, because of, they had actually kept a hold on educational support at the office. And there was a communication on it. So I didn't have to even apply. I told her, I'm just trying to sort it out myself. And she was like, Okay, yes, there was a communication, but I will see what I can do about it. So that day, we had an evening service. As soon as I closed, I went to Lady Reverend. I saw Lady Reverend, I worry her a lot. She's my pastor, so I worry her. Please worry your pastors, because they have the solution to your issues. If you get to them, if you open up to them, you will really not have struggle. Me, I don't, I don't worry about so many things. Some of the things I'll tell and she'll say, silly girl, and she'll knock me and say, don't try that. If you try that, I'll go and tell mommy. If you do this, you'll see what will happen. I mean, it's, it's that way. Be close to your pastor. That's it's, all I'm the, saying. The knocking is not literal. It's just, you know, <laughs> don't be afraid. <laughs> well, it depends on your circumstance. If <laughs> so, she... I actually went to her and told her, she said, this one, just go to mommy. So I, she, there were some people around, but she managed to make way for me to enter mommy's office. Yes, she's very good at it, yeah. So when I got to mommy's place, I told her what the situation was, that mommy, actually, it's not official. I just had a conversation with my boss, and she said she'll see what she'll do. And mommy prayed for me. When we finished, she just said a very short prayer. She was like, precious, it is done. That was all. And this is something that embargo has been placed on. This woman went to the national level, went to Africa, and went to the global level just to get me the sponsorship. I, I, I don't think you understood what she said. Or is it because of the breakdown? So, my, they, they, I, before I realized the money was sent, it was, it was, it was in full. 
Usually, they don't even do full sponsorship at our office. Everything was paid for. Apart Mrs. Conrad, I tap, I tap, tap. You know, there is something working with this lady that I don't know why you are still sitting down like that and you are not receiving. God is making ways for her. Where, where things seem impossible, God makes it possible for her. And I don't know what you may be facing in your life, but it's a good place to tap and tell God that I want this also. Actually, it was so funny that I told my husband, if I knew they would pay or even the money I used in buying the form, I would have... <laughs> <laughs> I was just excited about, about how God miraculously made way for me. He provided for miraculously. me. That is not the end of it. Please, please summarize the last one. And I know that um, most of you if you, Lady Reverend, she, she is very close to me by God's grace. And through her, I connect with mommy. And the things I've gone through before I'm now giving this testimony, it's not like it's been rosy. No. There have been very difficult moments. But they were all moments of trial. They were moments that we just needed to trust God. And in trusting God, he proved himself faithful. You may be going through some difficulties, but don't give up on God. Sometimes it's as though God is, as, sometimes as though he doesn't even care. But he does care. He cares a lot about us. So the last part is that um, the organization I work with, I'm entering seven years. And usually, I mean, one like year, two years. Like your master's. Yeah, like my actually was in school when I had that job. So I was moving with a master's alongside here. Yeah, seven years, seven years. There's something about the seven. Maybe I have to I have to find out. Yeah. There was not much promotion after the years. Meanwhile, I was doing well. I was doing I was doing a lot of sacrifices. And amazingly, the my colleague that I was working with, who was he had a lot of issues that we were covering up. He was getting promoted. Yes, one, because I assume because he's a good orator. You know, people who can talk and do things, some of us are in our own corner. So even what we do, you may not know that we are doing something. I assume that was it. But at a point, it was really hurting me. Because there were times that we expect salary increment. He would call me that, oh, this year is good. And I'm expecting that we are not supposed to share salary issues with our colleague. But you tell me it's good. And you go and yours is either 1% or some funny percentage that you can't understand. Yes, so I just kept trusting God and praying. One of the service, the all night we were having, that was introduced recently. During one of the all night, I think the very first one, mommy asked us, those of us who want promotion to step out and then sow a seed. So I came out and then I did my seed sowing. She prayed for us and we went away. After a while, my boss started asking me questions. You know, she's a new person. How long have you been in the organization? What are your educational qualifications? I was sending the thing. When I send the thing, she'll go like, wow. Oh, okay. But I didn't know what was happening. I also didn't want to be that evasive, so I didn't ask her what's happening. All I asked was, manager, I hope all is well. And she said, all is well. I want to say to the glory of God that by the end of this year, I've just received a letter that has skipped me two steps. 
just want to say that believe in your pastors that God has placed over you. Believe in the resources you have, the shepherds you have. Be open to them. Be vulnerable to them. Share your issues, your deep issues with them. They will help you. And so long as you believe, and some of these seeds that we sow, some of the things we do, sometimes you may not have much, or sometimes it might look like a border. But if only you don't even look at the human side, you look at the spiritual implication of what you are doing, and you do it, the blessing that is associated with it, you receive it. Mommy, thank you. God bless you. Church, why don't you appreciate Mrs. Conrook for such a powerful testimony? God is not a God of delay. Whatever thing that has delayed in your life, God is skipping you over the processes and taking you to a better place in Jesus' name. We have another testimony in the house church. Help me welcome Alex to bring us his testimony. No, no. There's an Alex. There's another Alex. Oh, appreciate him and encourage him as he comes. Please introduce yourself to us. <laughs> My name is Alex. Alexander Osei. <laughs> Alexander Osei. Okay. What's your testimony about, please? My testimony is about how Bishop Dag taught me how to pray through the you know, prayer meetings. Wow. His testimony is about how Bishop Dag taught him how to, how to pray through the, t- the flow prayer. So, before the, the, the flow season started, I thought, I thought I knew how to pray because <laughs> I mean, I was praying by myself for hours and all of that, but then when I started following it, I realized there was a difference because he was using chapters. You take a chapter and pray through the verses. Then topics that you didn't even think of. Because most of the things I was praying about were just tea and bread and selfish, <laughs> selfish things. But he's praying things that I had never known were prayer topics. And he was using the dictionary to pray. Because I remember him saying that not every word means what you think it means. And then for every word, there's more than one meaning. So, like, you can take a word like seek and you go through the dictionary and there are very, like 20 different meanings to seek. And all these are prayer topics to, to pray about. So, you're increasing your prayer time and also improving your vocabulary too at the same time. And all these things I was learning. So, I, when I got a job in Kumasi, I moved to Kumasi here. I, I, I was praying, I was praying to it before I, I started. And one thing you also realize that there's a Bible scenario for every life situation. So, for me, coming to Kumasi's new place, I went to Ruth chapter 2, where Ruth, a foreigner, comes to. I think you should take your time, like they can't hear what the things you are He said, there's a Bible scenario for every situation in your life. So when he got a new job here in Kumasi, he went to the Bible and went to the book of Ruth, chapter 2. So I, I prayed, I like Bishop Dag, so I prayed the whole chapter. <laughs> I prayed the whole chapter and the the, the, the testimony that this actually works was in verse 9 Boaz tells Ruth to go and drink the water that the young men have fetched in the vessels in, in my previous job it was a similar in my previous job but every morning when I'm going to work I'll buy the water, big bottle just ration it throughout there's the no day there. there's no oh. water there <laughs> how many of you work in places where there's no water like, you now have that's why you carry water bottles and things around yeah. Like at your age, water bottles so they are called the day. 
so by my new place, there was actually a dispenser. <laughs> and the interesting thing is that when the bottle gets finished, there are young men who bring a camera and replace the empty bottles with filled ones. Like, you don't, you don't go out to ah, go and buy. Do you understand what he's saying? <laughs> are you sure you understand what he's saying? This is someone who, with his previous job, he used to have to buy uh, one liter Baltic to take to work and then be drinking it sope sope. Because there's no water at his workplace, like most of you. There's no water at his workplace, so he drinks the Baltic sopi sopi out through the day. Now, because he prayed a prayer, specifically Ruth 2.9, where he now works, there's a dispenser there. It's so accessible, easy access. He can drink as many cups as he wants. Also, when it runs out, even in an hour or 30 minutes, there are young men ready to come and change it and refill god is refilling your life with anything in fact anything that didn't that isn't in your life now that you want to be there god is bringing it into your life in jesus name but you have to pray for it to remember those. <laughs> and and also in verse 16 was also tells the young men to intentionally pull out the harvest and leave it for root to clean so i also pray to god that god should make my work easy so the first year I started my job, they bought me a new laptop, they bought me a brand new phone, and there was... Your previous <laughs> job? There was... There was <laughs> Your previous job, did you have a laptop? I have a laptop, I was using my own it, laptop. It doesn't even matter if it's new or not, but did you have a laptop I at have, all? I, I was using my own laptop, they didn't give me, I was using my own laptop, I was using my own phone to make calls and all of that. And, and now, now with your new job? They, they, they bought me a new laptop, they bought me a new phone, and... And there was a company car that I have access to use because in the previous job I was using my own car. <laughs> the same I don't think they are hearing what he's saying. <laughs> he said if he prayed a prayer based on the scripture that God should make his work easy. And with his new job, he's got a new laptop, a new phone, and he also has, has an official car that he has access to at all times. God is making your life easy in Jesus' name. Uh, in my previous job, I was using my own car, no full allowance, no maintenance, nothing. But <laughs> so, what about the salary? Can you compare the two? Oh, that was better. Like, I mean, the new one was better than the previous. <laughs> and the thing is that it was the same thing, the similar rule. But and you would think that being a car, a car would have paid more. But I came here and they are paying me more than yeah. So. Was, and now you don't spend your, mat, your money on Voltec bottle. Uh, no, and you, even if you go down, down there in the same chapter, there was a oh, part take where, us away. <laughs> there's a part where Ruth, uh, the food that she gets from the days bleeding, she goes back home and gives some to the mother-in-law Naomi. And I'm also getting money to save and all that. Like <laughs> Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. Oh, glorify God that he doesn't lie in his words. His words are yea and amen. Whatever God has promised, he will do for you in Jesus' name. And I'm, I'm really grateful to the, 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 the prophets, <laughs> the prophets for teaching me how to pray. Because honestly, I mean, you think you know a certain thing. And he, he, I, I remember during the Art of Evangelism conference, Bishop Oko was like, you would think you know a verse to Bishop that catches it. And it's, it's true. <laughs> yeah. And my second testimony is about how <laughs> God, God miraculously healed my mother from three chronic diseases. At the, at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the year, my mom had this painful swelling in her throat, which was later diagnosed as goiter. 
then her sugar level was also up, so that one took diabetes. And perhaps with that, she was already on medication for high blood pressure. <laughs> so, like, it was, it, was, it was a difficult time. Three killer diseases. <laughs> yeah. It was a difficult time for our family and for her personally. But, I mean, we prayed as a family and uh, she got on medication. I mean, her, her diet became very miserable. She couldn't eat a lot of things. And at a certain time, she had to buy five. She had to stop eating. Yeah, she had to stop she can't eating. eat beyond, beyond a, certain a certain time. time. It was really a difficult time. But during the middle of the year, she complained of, I mean, she got better. Then she started complaining of feeling unwell again. Then she went to the hospital. And when she got to the hospital, it was realized that her blood pressure had come really down. So they asked her to stop taking the medication for a while. And then she ran a series of tests. And for a week or two, she went back for a review and was still down. And they asked her to stop taking the diabetes medication too because the sugar too had come down. And she went again for the review and they told her everything was okay so she can continue. And since then, she can eat whatever she wants. She drinks whatever she wants. And, <laughs> and, and it, it, it's been six months now. She doesn't take any high blood pressure medication, no diabetes medication. Do you no understand what it means to be diabetic? <laughs> Do you understand what it means to be diabetic? And to have high blood pressure, also goiter. And, and now oh, you, you totally. don't take any drug at all. You can eat, you can flout the rules. Yeah. I mean, she, she, she was supposed to take all these medicines for life. All of them. For life. And now, even if she was spending 50 CDs on one drug, Grandpa, imagine spending your salary every month on all these and miraculously, God has removed a devourer. There was a practical devourer that... <laughs> just like the water and the fuel you were using, I think that God has just rebuked the devourers in your life. Yes. God is rebuking any devourer in your life in Jesus' name. It may be airtime or something as simple as water, but God has rebuked it in Jesus' name. And, and I'm, I'm really grateful to... I'm really grateful to God for what He has done for us this year. And I, want to, I just want to tell the church that you see, there are, there are things Bishop Dag will preach about. You can listen from the podcast. There are things he can write about. You can read from his books. But there are things he will not read or he will not speak about or write about. So the only way to learn from him is to observe the things he does. I, I remember at the beginning of the year, I, I, I saw Mommy point to a seat. That changed a certain mindset that I had. But that's another story. But yeah, she, she pointed to a seat. I observed, I observed her hand where she was pointing and it changed a certain mindset that I had. That's for years, joy. And I, I'm going really, to see her after <laughs> yeah, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for 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 for, for uh, Bishop Dark's life and for Mummy's life also for for the things they've done for me. I mean, it's been a blessing since I joined this church, and I'm really grateful to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Put your hands together and let's appreciate Alex for a powerful, powerful testimony. It's indeed a Thanksgiving Sunday. God has been good to us and we are just thanking him. Yes, those who don't wake up for flow. Have you seen? Have you seen? Do you understand why you keep buying water? Anyway, we have a last testimony this morning. Um, our last testimony is by LP Unis Church. Help me appreciate LP Unis. Oh, encourage her with your hand claps for me. Hello, LP church. Chief, I'm Good sorry. afternoon. Um, I want.
want to pick out one of my testimonies of within a, a year, about 10 years, just one to share, just to encourage somebody here. My name is Eunice Franz, and I'm coming all the way from Guinea Conakry. Yes, I've sat in plane before, but I want to, I want to upgrade, because the kind of planes that I've been taking, in fact, I was, it's, it's, uh, Pastor Sean and I have named it African Trotsky. <laughs> okay, so two years ago, I came to Ghana on a sad note to bury my dad. But before I came, I was encountering some health challenges. Immediately after my wedding, um, I started having some fertility issues, and I'd been going to hospital, and because my country, you know, they are very advanced, the medicines and everything was very advanced. So in fact, I was going to see the doctor, but I was not seeing top. And even the day I received the news of my dad's accident was the day I'd even come from the doctor, my gynecologist, with some very bad news. So everything was just messed up. So although I came to Ghana to bury my dad, I also came with another mission to seek medical help. And I remember one of the days when I went to the fertility center at um, Lighthouse, Christian Mission, now St. Catherine's Hospital. In fact, I think I didn't know the severity of the condition, so I was going to the pharmacy to buy the medications, and when they told me the price of the medication, I realized that no, something was wrong, because I was supposed to buy one pill for 70 cities. And I was like, ah, what the? So I remember I told them that no, I'll come back. And as I was leaving, because I really wanted to get to mommy too, I didn't understand the medication. So as I was leaving, I was in the Trotsky. I don't know what happened, but I just started crying. And if you know me, I don't cry easy like that. And I took my phone and I texted my name and said, ah, then condition is not even paying me like the price of the medicine. <laughs> no, if you know how many I was supposed to buy, you understand why? You see, when you buy para one CD, two CD, one is 70 Ghana. And I'm like, one pill. And it's, it's very tiny. And I remember mommy gave me a scripture but I was still very sad, but I believed in it as usual. And we're on it, we're doing funerals, we're still going to hospital, we're going up and down, different tests, a lot of money going, but we're on it. But one of the things that I want to say today is when I was going back, before I went back, things started resolving, but when I was going back, the morning, mommy sent me a text, and she said that when you finish checking in and everything, and you are going inside, let me know. And I thank God that I did not forget because as usual, I go to the airport with a crowd, so by the time I finished chatting, I could have forgotten. But when they left, I remembered that mommy said I should let her know before I leave. So immediately I went in. They thought I had gone, but I stood somewhere and I sent her a message and I said that I'm leaving. And she called and she prayed a prayer. And that prayer was like the prayer sucked all the demons of Ghana from behind me and pushed me no, you don't understand when I said, I said <laughs> and the prayer just pushed me into where I was going. And by the glory of God, within 10 days, I didn't even know that I was pregnant. So I was sick, and mommy again sent me a text that, have you gone to church? I said, check what? So ah, but you asked, I, I, was, I said, I have malaria. Mommy said, no. <laughs> go ahead and check. And so even that morning, I had to organize whatever, pregnancy test, and uh, 
I just sent her. I said, ah. I sent her a picture. Then she said, ah. So then, ah. It was so within 10 days from leaving Ghana. God just, I don't know where everything disappeared from. In fact, my, as for my diagnosis, it was, I don't know, they were very spooky. But by the grace of God, today I walk around with my testimony. And I always tell God that I thank you for the one that you give me. I know you give him more, but even if it's just one, I know that it's a testimony and I'm grateful. And I want to say to somebody here that, you see, it's true, this church will work, but I know. I know that we work, but yes, there's work, and there's always work, I know. But if you use that to always dodge your pastors, you would, you would not prosper. That's the thing. I can give you testimonies over testimonies. I'm a master's degree holder because of this church, because of a word mommy told me. I remember where I was with her when she told me. Do you know Asochin on your way to Bonfa? When she was driving, that's where we reached, and she told me that you go to school. I had only 150 Ghana cities. I went to use it to buy forms. By the grace of God, I finished school. Do you know why I got married? Because the same person said that you are married. I have so many testimonies over 10 years. And it's all because of this church. So I know that you get tired. And you don't have to tell me. I know that you get tired. But if you use that and you don't get closer to her, it's like you are walking backwards. That's why after some time you realize that people are moving on in a certain way. And it's like you are stuck and you don't understand. It's because the person God gave you, you have, you have, you have not accepted it. And if you're in this church, a little whom is not your friend too, then I think that you are lost. Thank you so much, Mommy, for everything, for always being there. Thank you. Church, why don't you appreciate LP Chief one more time for powerful testimonies? I want you to put your hands together for all the testimonies that we have heard this morning. I'm not enjoying your clap. I said, put your hands together. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. I have to say that when we were putting the program together for this Thanksgiving service, I was surprised that some of you didn't come up with your testimonies. Are you there? Ask your neighbor, what's your testimony? Hey, you are very quiet. What's your testimony? As I'm standing here, I'm looking at Pastor David, who this time last year didn't have a job. And today has a very good job. You haven't said anything. I'm looking at Albert Hay for over a year and a half. You had no job. God blessed you with a job. You have not said anything about it. I'm looking at Pastor Hope, who has gone from Offensu, Kumasi, Offensu, Kumasi for a whole year. In and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. And God has kept you. You haven't come to say anything about it. Should I continue? Should I come and uh, He was hungry a year ago and now he's so fat, all his clothes cannot wear, cannot go. I want you, you see, are you here? Jesus met 10, there were 10 blind men and they came to him and said, please, we, we want to see. And he healed them and only one returned to say thank you. And, and he, the Lord asked, Jesus asked, where are the others? This morning he's asking, where are the others? Where is your thanksgiving? I want you to just thank him for a few more minutes. I'm thinking of some people who never knew that they would see the inside of a university classroom. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm looking at you. You are seeing it. Mm. Yeah. Hey, are you thanking God or you are standing? This one to ask, come and say it for you. What about those who didn't have anything a year ago? Somehow, he has kept you. Somehow, he has watched over you. Somehow, somehow, a year ago, you didn't know anything. Today, you are in school. It's somebody's testimony. Hey, what about yours? What about yours? Just thank God for a few more minutes. It's a Thanksgiving service. We cannot be in a hurry. We cannot be in a hurry. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Some of us, our death certificate was written out already. But God didn't allow it to be established. And you are alive and you are here. You are even well and you are even walking around and looking after other people. My goodness gracious, so much we have to say thank you for. Just thank him for a few more minutes. Just thank him for a few more minutes. All those who came to share, God bless you. We rejoice with you also. But thank God. Hallelujah. You may be here saying, I don't have this, I don't have this, I don't have this, I don't have that. It's not about what you don't have today. It's about what you do have. And that's what you are thanking God for. Father, we are grateful. Thank you for all that you've given to us over this year. Thank you for all that you've been to us. We're so grateful. We give you praise and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Take out your Bible this morning. Let's say our confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Well, today is our Thanksgiving Sunday. Amen. Thanksgiving actually is something that we should do every day. But we come together once a year just to remember again and to say thank you to the Lord together. Hallelujah. Are you in the house this morning? And we also come with our Thanksgiving offerings because of Leviticus 22 and verse 29. And when you shall offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord, offer it at your own will. In other words, you decide what you're going to do. But it doesn't say if you come with a sacrifice. It says when. It means that's for doing the we have to do. Hallelujah. Oh, are you in the house today? The preaching was actually in the testimonies. So my job is quite short today. I'm just going to point out some two or three things. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm 100 and verse 4, in fact, verses 4 and 5, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Hallelujah. Are you here? 
says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Do you know that many times we enter his gates with complaining? Hey, ask your neighbor, is that you? How do we go into a palace? Can you walk into a palace and when you see the chief, you point your left hand, you say, you, you this man that I've been looking for. Is that how to enter a palace? You see, you are looking at me because you don't know how to enter a palace. Hey! <laughs> there is a way, and depending on where that chief is, that's, that is what will determine how you enter. And the one who is the king of kings up there, he says that when you are coming, come with thanksgiving. Are you here? Now, what will happen if you enter into a chief's palace in the wrong way, what will happen? I want somebody to tell us what will happen. In former days, they'll cut off your head. These days, they cannot cut off your head. What will they do? They'll do what? They'll fine you. And what can the fine be? You pay what? You pay a sheep, a big one with horns. You bring some schnapp. You bring an envelope. You have heavy money. Tell your neighbor, I think you owe God. I think you owe him. You have been entering. When it's time to pray, you have been entering with complaining only. Lord, you see, this thing that I've been waiting for, that you have not done it up until now. Hey! Am I talking to somebody today? Please let your mind be here for 10 minutes. I said, am I talking to somebody today? You have been, when it is time to pray. In fact, I have a neighbor. I don't know who the neighbor is. But when he gets up to pray, have you, I don't know if you've heard the man. No. Sometimes we are just happy in life. He will be praying in a strong voice. And in key. Then he will speak. Oh, sometimes I'll pause my quiet time. And what he say? I'm saying, Amen. <laughs> oh, it's just nice. Hey, it's what? And he'll be, you see, I don't know whether he knows that his voice comes over the walls. I don't know. He may not know because his prayer is very personal. But Charlie, as he's praying, it's nice. This afternoon, for two minutes, stand to your feet. Open the mouth he gave you. Speak in a language of your understanding and say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for taking care of me. That even in this difficult year, I am standing here. How many millions of people have died this year from just one disease? But you are here. Hey, thank him all. Not that you are a very good person. Oh, you just had mercy. Come on, open your mouth and thank him. Thank him for keeping you. Thank you for keeping us. Some robbers have visited people and killed them by you. Your life is here. He has kept you. Oh, come on. You have kept Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Thank him for friends. Thank him for family. Thank him for all the good things that he does. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. We thank you for your goodness. For your goodness. Thank you. You have not allowed the devourer to finish us. Oh, what a blessing, Lord. Oh, yes. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. 
Riandolo Bosan, just thank him, thank him, thank him for your job, for your school, for jobs, Lord, for school, thank him for your family, your family members, thank him for every good thing that you can see that has happened to you this, this year. Oh, yes, oh, yes, he has been faithful, ah, he has been faithful, thank him. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seat. Hallelujah. I'm just sharing two or three supernatural things that happen when you give thanks. Are you there? I said they are what? Supernatural things. We may not know it, but thanksgiving is one of the supernatural things that God has given to us. Number one, one of the things that happens is that after thanksgiving, there comes increase. And our scripture is Psalm 67 verses 5 to 6. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase. And God shall bless us. Are you there? Not before some of us are waiting until we have everything or that's what we say that when I have everything then I will thank him then I will do some thanksgiving I'm afraid you are about to die without doing it because I don't know anybody who reached the end of their life with everything tell your neighbor one thing that is still missing hey. oh one thing you're not minding me I said tell your neighbor one thing that you are still missing one thing that you are still missing. Hey, those here, either you don't understand what I'm saying, or you don't have a voice, or you don't want to mind me. Ah, you can't say. As you are there. <laughs> are you in the house? I said, are you in the house? But the Bible says, after the praising, are you there? After the praising, thanking is part of that praising. Then, we shall see the increase. You know, even in our human life, when you give something to somebody, or when a person appreciates what you've brought, do you know that you are moved to do more? Yeah. You are very encouraged to do more. When you give somebody something, and the person just takes it and puts it down, and doesn't say anything, you sort of just... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you are not inspired to do it again. But as soon as you see that there's some thankfulness, you see that immediately you begin to even organize the next thing that you can push that way. And those of you who are children or young people here, you better learn it well. You better learn it well. Because many young children, you are very ungrateful. You don't, yeah, you are aware of what you don't have. But you don't see what your parents have done for you and what have given to you. And if you will practice some thankfulness, you see that more begins to come towards you. Are you in the house? More begins to come. Hey, some of you, you got a new Christmas dress. It wasn't the Christmas dress that you wanted. So when they brought it, all that you did was you have pulled your mouth, ah, left more than mouth to touch the ground. But if you were thankful for what you had, maybe your parents will say, oh, next time I have to try and do the actual one that he or she wanted. Are you in the church? Yeah, many times you see that 
the ungratefulness does not help us. But as you are thankful, a certain increase comes. Amen. It bothers me a lot that as a nation we are not thankful. And that's why I pray that you travel. It's a prayer plan. Because when you travel, you will understand something. Are you here? I said when you what? Travel. Then you understand that our problems are not as massive as we imagine. Hey! One day, my one of my people was not well. One of my family members living in a certain country. I said, what is wrong? This was pre-COVID days. They said, malaria. I said, what medicine are they giving? Should I tell you the medicine? Are you sure you want to hear the medicine? The medicine was chloroquine. I said, ah, chloroquine. Yo, everybody's asking me that. And memory power. Today's the end of the age of our Lord. Chloroquine in Ghana, I think we stopped like some 30 years ago. Then I'm coming. Later on, she went on to have the baby and they had to give uh, antibiotics. How's what's that about antibiotics? Should I tell you what the antibiotic is? Do you know about it? I said, wait. I said, no, 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 no. At this point, you need a moxie club. She said, moxie who? There's nothing like that there. Uh, you are now quiet. I thought you said our situation is so bad. Hmm. You see, these young people who are sitting here, they don't even know the chloroquine. Oh. Their generation didn't come to meet it. They didn't come to meet it. <laughs> Gideon, please ask those guys. Ask them if they know chloroquine. Have they drank some before? They don't know it. Because you have to go back like some 30 years. Are you in the house? Hmm. Hey. Ask your neighbor, at least you get some light in your house. A woman say, no mama so but at least you get some. I can show you nations not far away. Not far away. There's a certain nation, a giant nation, not far from us. Everybody has a personal generator. <laughs> personal generator. Because, because, uh, please, I've not mentioned any name here. I beg you. Look, nowadays we take people to court. I don't have problems. <laughs> so our own, it's true that they are annoying. Yesterday morning, they put off the light. I called them as I said, Christmas morning, I put off the light. What is wrong with you? But I'm I said, please ask your neighbor, do you own your own personal generator? Personal, your own. You have not even thought about it. Oh, you're not understanding what I'm saying. When I say personal, do you know I really mean it? We went there at one time. In fact, the, the, the hostels, every student has a generator. Yes. One man, one gen. So when you come, then come and put on your gen. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody in the house? Yeah. Sometimes you need to see it to understand that yours is not so bad. Yeah. That God has actually been good to you. That he's actually given us something. And maybe if we thanked him for what we have been given, 
and recognize his goodness, maybe he will do more. Even this COVID that has come, do you know that we should have been dead? It's true. Look, this church, as you were coming, we said, wear a mask. Are you wearing a mask? Me, I forgot. I was sitting here before I remember that. I'm wearing the mask. Huh? Meanwhile, the thing is walking around, walking around, walking around, walking around. Most of the time, by the time the test result comes, you have been sick and you are well. <laughs> then you know that, ah, so what I had, you know? Ah, was that it? Oh, sir. You have, you have said this malaria, you have taken malaria tabs, you have drank it plus what, what, and you are well working. Hey, we have a lot to thank God for. Or you are not understanding what I'm saying. Those of you here, do you have something to thank God for? Yeah, I think so too. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. We have much to thank him for. Many things that we don't deserve. Amen. Hey, one day I saw something. They said what? The American government, something, something, they were about to close down over some budget that didn't go through. This was Trump's time. Let me see Ghana with all our issues. We are, they should come and learn how to run the government with the budget that doesn't exist. No. <laughs> Even if they are fighting, the budget is still there. Look, please, we shall get through. Hey. They say, oh, the economy has collapsed. They should come and learn how economy does not collapse in a collapsed uh, environment. Oh, <laughs> please. <laughs> I think our economy has defied all the books. Yeah. Hey, just like how your life has defied all the books. Because some of us, as you are sitting there, you don't have five cities to your name. Oh. It was like this last year, but somehow you are here. And God has taken care of you. Oh. I said he has what? Taking care of you. You have not died. Hey, if it was according to what was in your pocket, but somehow the grace of God has just kept you and has just helped you. Hey. Hmm. After Thanksgiving comes the breakthrough. Let's learn from the story of Jonah. Jonah was a prophet. God sent him. He said he won't go. And he ran away and went in the opposite direction. So when he ran away, the whole ship, <laughs> in fact, he was swallowed by a whale. Are you there? You have to throw him out because Charlie, he is the one who was causing the problem. And a whale swallowed him. Amen? They said somebody said whether there was the whale swallowed Jonah or Jonah swallowed the whale, there was a swallow. Anyway, so he was hot. You see, when they say a whale has swallowed you, it means you are in some kind of situation. It is so bad that there's no way out. As you look, it's so dark and so bad. You can't come out. But look at something. Verse 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 9. Jonah 2, verse 9 and 10. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. When they say sacrifice, there's a, th a, 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 a thanksgiving that you are doing in the middle of all your issues. That's a sacrifice. Are you there? It's a thanksgiving. You are saying thank you. So many things are not working, but you are saying thank you. That was Jonah's situation. I'm sitting in the dark and I can't see my way clear, but I'm thanking you. 
I don't know what my tomorrow is and what my future is, but I'm thanking you. I don't seem to have much. And even where I am in this watery belly of the whale, where I don't even have a chair, you know, there was a picture when I was growing up. It used to annoy me. It drew the whale, and then Jonah is inside the whale, and he's sitting behind the table, and there's a candlestick on the. <laughs> it's a total lie. It's a total lie. Are you there? There's no candle inside the whale. You are in darkness with the food that the fish has eaten on your face. But he said, I will offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving. And as he did it, what happened? Verse 10. The Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited out Jonah upon dry land. My prayer for you today is that as you give your thanksgiving to God some of you have put together a thanksgiving offering out of need but as you bring it let it be what will cause God to speak to that difficult situation to speak to that difficult problem to open it up and spit you out onto dry land may you find a safe and secure place because of your thanksgiving hallelujah Oh, I said hallelujah. The next one. I'm almost done. I have two more points and we are out of here. Hmm. Hallelujah. Take us to John chapter 6. In John chapter 6, Jesus had been preaching for some time. They said he went over the Sea of Galilee to Tiberias. Go on. And a great multitude followed him because they saw the miracles that he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up to the mountains with his disciples. Continue. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. Next, next one. When Jesus lifted his eyes and saw a great company come to him, he said unto Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? You see, when Jesus is asking a question, you should be very careful how you answer. You should know that it's not that he doesn't know the answer. <laughs> this he said to, to test him. Because he knew what he would do. Philip said, 200 penny worth is not enough. Let's continue. And then one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here who has five loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now, there was much grass in the place, and the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and then he, and when he had given thanks, he distributed it to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. Let me explain something. You see, Jesus had been preaching for a long time. He realized that the people needed to eat. Amen? They needed to eat. But when he looked at it, he said, hmm, how much we need to feed everybody? Of course, they didn't have that kind of money. Then he asked, what do you have? They said, oh, some boy, he has just some five small bread rolls and some two fish. Let me tell you something, that many times in life, you find out that you don't have a lot, but your little in the hands of God makes a lot of difference. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Yeah. Now, when Jesus collected that five loaves and the two fish, he didn't now start a prayer meeting or an all night. The Bible says that he gave thanks. It was enough. And as he gave thanks, the bread began to multiply. The fish began to multiply. 
Those sitting in this section got some. Those sitting in that section got some. Those sitting here, they 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 got some. He only gave thanks. There is a way in which thanksgiving multiplies a blessing unto you. I said it does what? It multiplies a blessing unto you. This Thanksgiving Sunday, may you experience the blessings that come from multiplication. As you give thanks, may he multiply unto you. That thing you thought was so small that it was nothing, may he multiply it until it is enough. Hallelujah. And finally, Thanksgiving sometimes brings back dead things. In John chapter 11, the Bible talks about how a certain man was dead. Lazarus was dead. And Jesus had come to see him. And when he came, his sisters were crying. And the Bible says that Jesus went with them to the grave. And he told them to move away the stone. And in verse 41, the Bible says, Jesus lifted up his eyes and says, Father, thank you that you have heard me. And after thanking God for hearing him, are you here? It's after thanking God for hearing him, that was when he now gave the command and that thing that was dead came back to life. This Thanksgiving Sunday, as I'm closing, I want you to begin to give thanks to God and may some of the things that have died in your life, when I say something, sometimes you had a dream to become something or to do something and that dream has died. But as you give thanks, let that dream come alive again. Hallelujah. I said, let it come alive again. Sometimes you may have thought that you want to reach a certain place by a certain time. As you give thanks, let that thing come to pass in your life. You thought it was over. It was never going to happen. But today, as we take a few minutes to thank God, let those things that were dead come back to life again. I want you to stand to your feet. Just stand to your feet and begin to thank God. Lift up your voice and thank him again. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Some dead things are coming alive. Dead relationships revived. Dead jobs revived. Some things are being multiplied. They're being multiplied unto you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank God. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him for taking us from the beginning of the year. This is the last Sunday of the year 2021. Thank him so much. Thank him. Oh, give him thanks this afternoon. Yes, give him thanks. Give him thanks that you even find yourself in church. No matter how the year has gone. Oh, yes. Every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire In the darkest night You are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend And I have lived in the goodness of God And all my life 
to move on in life and to move higher. Oh yes. Maybe your job went somewhere. It became some way. But you are here. An overcomer. And waiting for another job that is about to find you. Oh yes. Oh yes. Maybe it has been a year you have been in and out of hospital. The enemy thought that he was going to finish you. He thought that he would have ended your life. But by the grace of God and to the glory of God, you are still around. And you are not just still around, but you are victoriously still around. You are triumphantly still around. Oh, yes. Your enemies thought that they would have the upper hand over you. But they are standing there. They can see that things are getting better for you. Oh, yes. His goodness has been running after you. It's going to continue running after you. Oh, yes.
and all the saints shall say amen and amen put your hands together hallelujah but this thanksgiving sunday before we go further maybe you are here you've not given your life to jesus that's the best thanks you can give him for his sacrifice for dropping his own life for us that blood he shed is the reason we have forgiveness it is one of the things we cannot do for ourselves but he can do it for us and so this afternoon as every head is bowed and every eye is closed maybe you are here you've not given your life to Jesus I want you to give your life to him the best way to say thank you for coming and for the blood that you shed thank you for being born on this earth because of that our salvation is free and so you are here you don't know where you will go if you die as for dying all of us will go one day but where you go after that depends on what you do now if you, are, you want to give your life to Jesus as every eye is closed in these two minutes you want to give your life to Jesus just lift up your right hand we're going to pray together God bless you I see hands all over I see hands all over if you've lifted up your hand please come let us pray together oh what a beautiful thanksgiving gift for Jesus what a beautiful thanksgiving gift God bless you just come you are just a prayer away for your salvation just stand just stand come just come God bless you keep coming just come just come God bless you just come what a beautiful thanksgiving offering you are there your heart is beating that's Jesus telling you all is not well between us just come just come oh yes oh we give you praise we give you praise hallelujah I want you to remember that you gave your life to Jesus on the last Sunday of the year 2021 what a beautiful Thanksgiving day I want you to pray this prayer after me make it your prayer and those of us in the congregation let us join them you want to say Lord Jesus I come to you today as a sinner please wash me in the blood of Jesus cleanse me from my sins please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus from today you are my savior and you are my Lord I thank you for saving me in Jesus name amen father thank you for these ones who have come to give their lives to you I pray Lord that on this Thanksgiving Sunday their lives will be impacted by what they have done today bless them change their lives may they never go back in Jesus name amen and amen we believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-B-S-E. God richly bless you.